You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Welcome to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Well, we've finally come back from what some people would describe as the world's longest holiday and we couldn't wait to get stuck into another big year. We've discussed what we did over the summer and our thoughts on the NRL preseason challenge after the first weekend. Uh, game on. We are back. I could listen to that all day. Shannon Noel, rest in peace. Uh, Shine has been part of the show for a few years. Uh, rest in peace. Welcome the killers. Hello, everyone. Yes, we have we have had a fair stint on the sideline. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but Brandy is back. I'm back. Brandy, come in, Brandy. How good do you look? You, you, you are fighting fit. I, I reckon you could... I don't know. I might be able to get you a contract with one of these clubs, train and trial. <laughs> That's how fit you are. Uh, it's... Vossi, we have had a good stint in the sideline, haven't we? And uh, I, I'm, I'm ready for another year. Uh, missed all the listeners' interactions, so looking forward to that this morning. Um, where do you start after you've been off for, for a, couple, a couple of months? So, so much happened over the summer. We got to a week out last week, just as you're getting prepared, getting ready after, uh, after a good spell. Uh, and uh, we're talking player strikes, and we, we get two of our best players arrested. I thought, wow. Footy's back too. We're back. Footy's back. Now, yeah. Now look. Now can we just say that on the arrest factor? Um, and yes. I said on Lieutenant Dan's tradies news in a nutshell. Our best of Christmas special. Um, I, I I did say I'm disappointed in you, Brandy. Now I thought when we left, you had one job in the off season, and that was to get in a fight in a park. Uh, have a breakfast TV host with you at the time. I gave you one job to get some publicity for the show uh, mm. and then later be fined by police. Now, that was all we wanted you to do. It didn't have to be a major incident, but we just wanted you to tee up, I don't know, Koshi or that bloke on the ABC or someone with you in a park, maybe get one in the face, uh, and that's what we wanted you to do to kick off a marketing campaign for this year. And you've let the team down. You've come back a clean skin. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. I, I have missed an opportunity, haven't I? I've missed yes, the opportunity. You, I, it, 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 you did request shirt off, and I drew the line. Yeah, that's at right. That. Shirt I said, off. No, I, shirt I'm not off. having a shirt off. No. no. I, so, well, I thought. Well, you know, you, you were over in England for six weeks for the World Cup. You came back home. You did a couple of weeks on radio. You went back to Europe. Yeah. You know, that's why it. couldn't you have caused some international incidents? International you know, some atrocity did, did overseas. Oh, would have been well, no. Well, I almost did. Now, I almost <laughs> did. I know we got lots of support to talk about. And little tidbits out of the uh, tidbits, tidbits, whatever you like, <laughs> will sprinkle through the program. But in Naples, there was an incident. Now, Naples is a pretty rough city. Um, and I was driving in Naples. And I got a little lost, and a bloke actually pulled a gun on me with his fingers. Um, and he was Ooh. swearing, and he was he was not happy with my driving. There is no driving rules in Naples. Any of our listeners who've been to Naples and driven around there, seriously, it's it's bloody scary. Uh, but I feel like I've now got a badge of honour because I've been abused by a fellow driver in Naples. So that that was interesting. That could have been an international incident because I, I think I blew him a kiss. Was what I did back to him, and that that he didn't like that. Now, when we finished September. last year, yeah, when, when, when we finished late last year, we, we had the Rugby League World Cup, yep. which had just finished. Then we had the Soccer World Cup. So th- there was always something mm. to talk about. And we come back and there there is sport galore oh, on again. Wow. Super Bowl well, Monday. We, yeah, this this is the Sports Entertainment Network, SEN. It is so good to be with you. 11.70am in Sydney, 8.01am Central Coast, 15.75am Illawarra. 90.3 FM in Griffith, 13.23 AM in Canberra. Uh, good morning to those of you listening in Queensland. You have us for the first hour, of course. Uh, Patton Hills 
from 6 a.m. Queensland time. We're through 6.93 a.m. Brisbane, 16.20 a.m. Gold Coast, SEN Track Network through regional Queensland. And, of course, if you're listening belatedly, hello via the podcast. Thank you for your support of our podcast. Uh, just search for Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on your favourite podcast platform and click subscribe so you never miss a thing. But, I mean, SEN proves again, if only the cricket was still going on. Do we talk about the cricket? Today was magic. It was going to be magic. <laughs> you know, we, we do the breakfast show, first one for the, the year. We go live to the Super Bowl. Then we cross over to India, hoping for a thrilling conclusion to the cricket test. Sadly, the cricket hasn't lived up to expectations. And Joel and Fletch now have to work this afternoon, and they're very happy about that. <laughs> uh, but the Sports Entertainment Network is on fire at the moment, and we want you to be part of the program, the most important component of the show. The Motorola open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Come at us with anything this morning. Like, let's cover the lot since we went off air. If there's anything you want to throw up, points of interest, debates, arguments, things that got under your claw, I mean, whatever you want, just go for it. And the text number, 0457-736-736. Brandy, where you have not let the team down is you've gone PR mode today. Um, and you have teed up a big guest for after seven. Big, like big. big I have. Big, big with a capital B. Big, big guest. Big guest, Vossi, coming up uh, after the seven o'clock news. So, clues? Um, clues? Looking forward to clues? Uh, big man number one. Big man number one. That's all I'll say. Big man number one. Uh, that was my phone. Sorry, someone's doing... One of my family are doing Wordle at uh, 10 past six in the morning and just... Got a four out of six. So, anyway, let's move on from that, Vossi. Uh, now, now you said you uh, now, called well, three. You called three rugby league yeah. games over the weekend. Um, yeah. I, I was a, present at Fox yesterday for four, four games. Uh, two ended in a draw. How did you think the mm. preseason challenge started? What did, what did you think of it? Well, you, you, look, I will say this: there, there is money up for grabs. There's a hundred thousand dollars up for grabs, but that won't change the way teams approach trial matches and we got expected teams in trial matches 30 odd players anywhere between two and eight or nine first graders in the lineup that didn't play a lot of footy but I still I I enjoyed it I and, and there was there seemed to be every game there was a standout that you hadn't heard of yeah in every game there was, I must admit Oh, yeah. I, I got a bit out of every game. I, I've got to say, out of all the games over the weekend, I really did enjoy the All-Stars, which was um, which was its usual energetic self right from the, the um, pre-match ceremony. But I, I thought All-Stars was most entertaining and close at the finish. As for the rest of the matches, it was a real, um, it was a real treat, actually, to call St. Helens on Australian soil. And I'm looking forward... To Saturday night, Brandy, you're the Penrith weatherman. Are we are we saying thirty five to forty Penrith on Saturday? Is that well? That's what they said. Vossi, they, they had wow. Yeah, they they had to uh, they had to cancel some um, some junior rep games out there on Saturday because it was it was forty at lunchtime. It was forty degrees. Now it, it, I think it cooled down to about thirty five degrees for Penrith to take on Parramatta out there at Blue Bat Stadium, but. Um, Boy, that's hot. So, yeah, even at 6 o'clock at night, which is the time that the World Club Challenge will kick off, it'll still be mid-30s. Yeah. No, I like seeing um, Jack Wellsby play on Australian soil. Um, you know, James Roby is a living wonder at 37 years of age. Just incredible. Over 500 Super League matches. Um, 
Tommy Makinson was very good. So St. Helens v Penrith. I think my big take from that was that St. Helens, no matter what Penrith put out, what squad, their defence is going to be the problem for St. Helens. I, I, you know, St. Helens looked good against a Dragons, you know, squad thrown together for a pre-season match, but they're going to come up against a serious yep. defensive outfit in Penrith, and that's where I think, you know, the likes of John, Johnny Lomax and Wellsby, they're going to have a little less freedom, and uh, that will be tough for them. So I think Penrith defence might get them home. That's my early shout on uh, on World Club Challenge. If any of you, though, have an impression, takeaway players that you're impressed with, disappointments out of the weekend, this is the place to talk about it. We've watched every game. Brandy is all over it, 0457736736. It is the first weekend of Rugby League, and having access to be able to watch every game means we can sort of come to the table a little educated about uh, young players we'd, we'd basically never seen play before on such a stage. Very good. Can we also on the show um, just establish for my benefit, uh, is it Rhiannon mm. or Rihanna? I just, is the, is the, have I got Mate, it? Rhiannon come on. is. Rihanna. Is it? Rihanna. Rhiannon is a Fleetwood Mac song. Rihanna. Ah, oh, right. Okay. Is there an artist, Rihanna? I don't think so. Rihanna. Okay, so what you need to what what you need to take a guess at, uh, and we could possibly get one of our sports bet guys on. Uh, they're betting on what colour she will wear. Ah, they're betting on that. Did, did, did well, you know that they bet no, on right. the colour of the Gatorade? Did they? What, ga- oh. what colour the Gatorade tipped over the coach? They bet on that. They bet on what colour what, the Gatorade will be that gets tipped on the coach. What a rort. There we man. go. Like there'd be yeah. some inside a couple of little exotics. Man. Wow. Mm. Um, just on Super Bowl, uh, I am all in. All in. Like, if you uh, for the first time this year, I'm mentioning buses. I am all in with the Eagles. I, I'm, I'm right in there. I'm on their bus. I'm up the front seat. I've got the gear on. The Aussie I've got the connection. On the jersey. I'm on there. Yep. I'm there. I'm just, I don't want to hear of anything other than them winning. Philadelphia. I'm all over okay. it. Okay. Well, the, the, I think they might be favourites too. Very close. It's very tight. Because Mahomes, don't forget Mahomes, is, he's been there. This is their third, uh, third Super Bowl in the last four years. And if Mahomes' ankle is all right, it might mm. be a hard, might be a hard day for, for the the Phillies. But I'm with you. I'm on the Eagles because of the Australian connection. Jordan Mylata. Jordan Mylata came to Origin training, I think it must have been 2019. He just, I think he just established himself uh, with Philadelphia. He came back home and he was around, so he was invited down to Origin training. Wow, he's a monster. Monster. He made David Clemmer look little, tiny. Huge man. Could we throw him out here for 10 minutes and just you know, have a little stint league, get a few carries out of him, just see what happens? Maybe. Anyway, yeah, I don't know, 160 um, kilos. I, I, yeah. I don't know how quick he's... Just close to the line. Bring him out. Attacking play. Close <laughs> to the line. A little unders play. Hammering himself towards the line. Uh, sh- we, we do have to mention the cricket. I mean, it was... Well, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. I mean, 32.3. Did we talk ourselves out of it before we even got on the pitch? The, the, the... Talk about it in their heads. <laughs> yeah. Well, head, we just head, had a... I mean, Travis Head. I mean, you know, it's a good test to miss, I think, in case of Travis Head. Well, he'll come straight back in for the second one. But I, I was in at Fox, uh, and the cricket boys were in there. 
and I and I walked. I I wasn't even thinking that Travis Head wouldn't be in the side. And when he wasn't in the lineup, I went into the cricket room and I said, "Is this a good decision or a bad one?" One said, "Good." Uh, Travis Head just hasn't been able to score runs on the subcontinent. No runs in Pakistan. No runs in Sri Lanka. Um, no runs in the one-day series in Sri Lanka. Um, so one of the cricketers thought it was good. One said no. He's, he scored too many runs here in Australia over the, over the Grateful. last two summers not to be there. So they were divided. They all, thought, they all thought Todd Murphy was a good selection, and he proved to be. But, uh, yeah, to leave Head... Uh, well, I don't, Head doesn't rescue okay. the situation. We, we still lose, well, but... Well, well um, we're, I'm going to throw an unpopular opinion possibly out there. Nathan Lyon. <laughs> spinners dominate. New spinner comes in, takes seven. What about Nathan Lyon's figures? One for close enough to 150, 50 overs. I mean, David Warner now. Oh, you know, I know it's one test. How are we... The panic button. The cliched panic button. Are you pressing it? That's probably a broad question for you this morning. On one three hundred oh one eleven seventy zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Look, I tell you what, we might do. I know we've got a whole lot of topics and and what have you. And there's been another sacking in the Premier League. Who'd want a job over there in the EPL and the and the NBL, of course, uh, with Perth now knocked out. But I think we should take a break, Brandy, and get straight to the one point seven million texts that already come through. So let's rip in. This is breakfast do with Vossi and Brandy. Our first Monday back. We've actually been together for 364 days, so to speak, because we launched on Valentine's Day last year, Brandy. Remember, you forgot it was Valentine's Day, first day of the show. So here we are, Feb 13, back for 2023, and a big guest after 7 o'clock this morning. Um, uh, what, did you, what, what was the clue? Big, big A. What? what big cheese, number one man. Big Cheese, number one man. There we go. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best of breakfast with Fossey and Brandy. Our very own Jared Waitley was lucky enough to be calling his sixth Super Bowl and gave us a preview live from the ground. Plus, we also got his take on the poor performance from Australia in the cricket. Home of sport today, SEN. You don't want to go anywhere else because straight after we finish the breakfast show, we will be at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona for Super Bowl 57 and Jared Waitley has the, uh, the the thrill of calling a Super Bowl again as he did last year so well he's there right now this is unbelievable here we are come in Jared at State Farm Stadium how you doing Bossy Brandy hello yes what a great what a great theater to welcome you into uh, there's about 200,000 people in the precincts there'll be nearly 70,000 inside shortly uh, it's a beautifully decked out stadium in the, the Valley of the Sun and it's clear blue skies for a desert Super Bowl. It, it's been a, an extraordinary week here, I must say. So, And it's all building towards the scoreboard tells us three hours, 16 minutes and a handful of seconds from kickoff. And, and Jared, are you on, are you on the, the, the bus? We're, we're on the Eagles bus because of Jordan Mylata and Aaron yeah. Sipos. Um, it'd be great to see a couple of Aussies win a Super Bowl. It would, so they will be the third and the fourth Australians to play in America's biggest game. Aaron Sipos is right in centre field as I look down from our broadcast booth. He's walking across the NRL shield and tossing the ball in the air at the moment. He's had he's had a pretty agonised couple of weeks as to whether he was going to win this place back in the team. He was reactivated yesterday and uh, to watch him, he's quite clearly playing in a few hours' time. And Jordan Mailata, so... 
He, he is quite the character over here. Maybe a little bit more than even we imagined. Kevin Burkhardt, who's the man who will call the Super Bowl on, on Fox Sports today, thinks he's one of the best stories the league's ever seen. He's been on The Masked Singer over here. He draws a crowd wow. wherever he goes. This opening night, he, he, for an hour, was totally surrounded by, uh, by American and international media. He's more than the novelty. So I think we've probably had... That, uh, that Australian sheen in the past, which is steeped in novelty and the like. He's a serious player at left tackle. So we will have had three punters and, and a member of the offensive line and the best offensive line in football. So it's perfect today. We've got one with an NR NRL heritage and one with an AFL heritage tying together to try to, to try to complete this quest of being the first Australians to play in a Super Bowl winning now, a lot of the media has been focused around Patrick Mahomes and that high ankle sprain that he picked up a, a few weeks ago. Uh, we're a couple of hours from kickoff, Jared. Have you heard anything more about whether this ankle is going to stand up to a, to a Super Bowl match? It will is the feeling now. So he's had two weeks on from the game where he was clearly hobbled in the, in the AFC Championship match, but he found a way to manage that. And then the run that was required at the end, he was able to execute. So he's trained. Uh, he hasn't been on their, uh, on their injury list out of each session that's been coming through. So I suspect he is much better. And the obsession ahead of that game a, a couple of weeks ago hasn't been the same. So... Uh, he will clearly have limitations and he mightn't be as dynamic and explosive as he is at his best, but it feels like that has ebbed away as, as one of the key factors in the game. Jared, a little personal uh, question. You've called a lot of big sport and now having experience in a Super Bowl and, and you're there again now, where does, where does this rank calling this event? Yeah, so it, it's, as, it's as big as anything, Vossi. Actually, it's the biggest event I get to attend. And the only thing I can liken it to is the 100 metres men's final on the track at an Olympic Games where there's a, there's a build-up over days and then hours and it funnels down to one event. Now, the, the Olympics is obviously far more spread out and diverse than just that moment, but it's probably the signature moment of each Games. The, the Super Bowl has that, and it's not a judgment. It's just the, the magnitude of it, the intensity of it, the scope of it is just on a bigger scale. So this will be my sixth, uh, five of them on the ground, and there's nothing quite like the 90 minutes leading up to uh, leading up to kickoff with all the extravaganza that goes around it. And then the halftime show outrates the game on television here. So Rihanna's appearance, which which comes with a, a few extra trappings this year, she's got her own line of merchandise. So you can duck down to the NFL store and you could buy a Patrick Mahomes jersey or you could buy a your, your commemorative Jalen Hurts jersey, or you can buy the line that's been put out by Rihanna as the halftime entertainment. So oh, it just well, it on plays a on a bigger scale. See, I've been hammered already today because I called her Rhiannon, uh, and now you're Which calling her Rihanna. So, Brandy, you're, you're, Brandy's our Molly Meldrum of the SEN yeah. network. So well, yeah. how do you say her name, Brandy? It is it's, it's Rihanna. It's Rihanna. Sorry, Jim, yeah. it's Rihanna. So, no, no, it's 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 both of you, but... Both of you it's older boys. Right. You know, it's, it's not Rihanna it's not right. and it's not Rihanna. Okay, so that, we've got that sorted out. Now, your other love, cricket, and you, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like, Jared, they, oh, yeah, I guarantee cricket. there's no one in that crowd in America today that's going to be in India later this week watching the second test. Yes. Apart from you, Jared, a comment. Yeah. What and, happened? And isn't Delhi now the test? 
So that test match can happen in India when it all goes horribly wrong and Australia played their... They played a big hand in that themselves. There's there's reasons to be concerned on a whole lot of fronts, not the least of which the number of batters that were caught bowled an LBW. You go, oh, so that is, that's a failure of read, that's a failure of technique, and that is a lack of preparedness, I would say. They scrambled their selection in a way I just couldn't believe what they did. So that's got to be straightened out. And now they've got Are you one talking spinner head, coming home. Travis Head, yeah, primarily. Yeah, terrible decision. Yeah. Terrible decision. Terrible. And not, not in hindsight, in real time. You don't unsettle a team like that ahead of the first match of a, of a series of this nature. I couldn't have been more shocked that they did it. And that's, I'm not for a moment saying Travis Head would have changed the fortunes of those test matches, of that test match. But mm. he, 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 had, he should have been in the team. It was. Yep. I think it was. It was a terrible decision. I think it risks really unsettling the camp. It needs to be rectified immediately. No, no stubbornness. Just acknowledge that that was a mistake and put him back in the side. And now Swepson's coming home for the birth of his first child. Kuhneman's going over. Left arm spin looks like a necessity. They they are reluctant to play Agar, which I understand. That that. Yeah, that, you, to, to be successful in India, you just have to be so settled to the point of bluffing with how settled you are. And Australia presented, I think, in a really jittery way. And yeah. the result in three days goes like that. So now they have to make a stand in Delhi. Or, or it is over because India holds the trophy. It's a four-test series. If you go down 2-0, the series is actually over. But they have to make a stand in Delhi. So these are a big few days. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you brought up a good point there about the wickets, LBW and bold. Some of the LBWs, um, you know, normally when a, a, an LBW decision is given, we've got to go to the a third umpire to see if there was any bat. Their bats were a long way from the ball. Like mm. we, there was no worry about bat pad. It was it, they were missing the ball by a long way. Mentally, that so they weren't themselves. reading what was coming from no, Ashwin and Jadeja, and Ashwin and Jadeja are well-revealed commodities. They're the highest-class bowling, and uh, a lot of these batters have seen them on multiple occasions. So that that just yep. had a level of concern. You go, I don't know whether that rectifies from one test to the next. It was unflattering. I don't know either, yeah, it was right. unflattering for world-class batters to be caught around like that. Well, there'd be sports fans everywhere listening to the Home of Sport SEN right now. So jealous of you, Jared. You've got an incredible week ahead, uh, but you will produce a professional coverage as you always do. Enjoy the moment, and we look forward to tuning in from uh, 9 o'clock this morning uh, when you present your sixth uh, Super Bowl. And this time around, Eagles and Chiefs in the desert. It's going to be grand. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. We kicked off the year with a big-name guest in Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. But it was a politics-free zone. We asked him about who he thinks will win the competition this year, the 18th NRL team potentially being based in PNG, and how many games will he actually get to this year? Vossi, we could talk to our next guest about a range of issues, interest rates, price of living, uh, Chinese weather balloons, but... Uh I'm pleased to stay. our special guest is Australia's Prime Minister, and he's on the line. Good morning, Prime Minister. Good morning, Brandy. How are you? I'm good. Now, where, where are you hosting the Super Bowl party? Is it Kirribilli House or the Lodge today? Oh. <laughs> P- P- 
Parliament is sitting, uh, so it'll be on in my in my Parliament House office. I had a get together with Carolyn Kennedy, the US ambassador, last week, and we had a chat over the phone with Jordan Malata, who, of course, is a former a former bunny, and he is uh, a star in in US football. I think he signed a contract worth something like $45 million for four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the fact he didn't make it in the NRL, I don't think he's weeping about. He's he's pretty happy, and he's just such a lovely, gentle giant of a man. Uh, but I wish him and the, the, the Philadelphia team all the best today. Yeah, no, we're on the, uh, we're on the Eagles bus too. Uh, because of that reason, yeah, Jordan yeah, Mylata. Yeah, yeah, I, I met him a few years ago. On that way. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I did meet him a few years ago, and 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 in real life, he's a, a huge boy. Like you can, he's enormous. Um, now we just spoke about the start of the rugby league season, the preseason challenges on. Uh, very exciting, always at this time of the year, Anthony. I, I, I know you love the bunnies. Uh, the bunnies did go down up there on the Central Coast, but it doesn't matter. But it's good to have the footy back, isn't it? Oh, it's fantastic. And it uh, every year, the great thing about being a rugby league fan is that you always think your your team are a real chance at this stage of the year. Even, even when we weren't very good, I thought we were a chance. So it's a, it's a great time anticipating uh, the NRL season. You look at new recruits and uh, the... Players who've changed teams. Interestingly, South really have gone with no new major recruits at all this year. Mm. Uh, there's usually a, at least one, but they were very satisfied with how they finished last year. They've got some good juniors coming through, so I, I'm very, I'm very hopeful of a very positive season. Uh, Prime Minister Vossi here. Now, while Brandy said he, he, we're not going to ask about Chinese uh, weather balloons, I'm actually quite interested, but we will leave that for another time. You've established before in this program, I mean, your love for rugby league, and everyone knows, is, is, is absolutely genuine. It's lifelong. Um, and, and we could just talk rugby league for an hour with you. But because you are now arguably busiest man in the country, we do have a rugby league schedule. Have you actually circled, I will be able to make this match? Do you factor it into your into your life, your prime ministerial life? You'll say, I can attend X amount of games this year. I have to do it. It, it, it is unbelievable that my uh, person who looks after my diary has put in, of course, every game. So I at least know it's happening. Now, if I get to three or four, I'll be doing pretty well. Uh, I do, of course, always factor in South versus the Roosters, uh, which is usually round one quite often. But we've got we've got the Sharkies uh, this year down at Shark Park on on March the fourth on the on the Saturday night. So uh, I'm hoping to make it to round one. That would be a good thing. Uh, now you made a trip, and I, I did. I gave a clue out as to who we were speaking to in the first hour of the program, and I said, uh, big man number one, you, you went to PNG uh, late <laughs> last year, and um, the 18th franchise, you, you, you're you're very bullish on PNG being that 18th club, aren't you? Well, I'm real keen on it, and I've, I've spoken with Andrew Abdo and, and Peter Volandis about this, and 
go to Papua New Guinea and to see the passion that they have for the game of rugby league is like nothing I've seen except maybe at State of Origin night in either either Brisbane or Sydney. It is just phenomenal. You go around there and we went to Port Moresby and to Weewak, which is right up in the north. So you're in a remote part of, of PNG and there's little kids wearing their largely Broncos or Cowboys jumpers, but you see every team represented. And they just love their rugby league. And it, it's a rugby league nursery where everyone plays. And I think having a team there, what you would see uh, very quickly, just because of the size of their population, uh, which uh, the estimates of which vary markedly, by the way, they're, they're not quite sure how many people they've got, but they've got uh, more than uh, the rest of uh, Pacifica combined just about. And we know that Tonga and, and Samoa, I mean, Samoa made the, 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 the final uh, of, of the World Cup. They've done, done so well, but P&G would do exceptionally well uh, if, if they had a, a, a team for the whole of Pacifica, but based with P&G, based perhaps in, in, in North Queensland, playing games in Port Moresby and perhaps some around the region as well. A game in Fiji or Tonga or Samoa would just lift uh, the whole region, and and I think it would be a great thing if if it can happen. Um, it's ambitious, mm. but it has the backing of Prime Minister Marape. We had the PMs 13 and the PNG 13, both men's and and women's games at Suncorp last year, and they, there were plane loads of uh, PNG uh, residents coming down to, to watch the game, and of course a lot of uh, people from PNG uh, live in Australia. You've got the PNG Hunters team, and and I just think it would be a great thing for the sport. Very very interesting thoughts. In fact, one of your favourites at South Sydney, Alex Johnston, is a PNG international and loves representing uh, the country as he did at uh, the World Cup. Now, Prime Minister, I'm here. It sure to get, is. I'm here to do the hard hitting. See, good cop, bad cop. I'm I'm going to do the Ray Martin. I'm going to ask the direct questions. So who wins the grand final at South Sydney and who do they play, Prime Minister? What is your prediction of the 2023 Premiership? Uh, South Sydney to, of course, win. Of course, I would predict that. And to beat either the Doggies as the big bolters this year or or the Chooks in the grand final. Yeah, the Prime Minister has spoken. Wow, what about a South Roosters grand final? Prime Minister, just quietly, how good would that be? How, well, how good, how good was the semi-final? Um, yeah, true. I, I watched that. Uh, I watched that here at the at, at the lodge in Canberra, and it was it was a brutal game of rugby league, but it was it was it was outstanding. They just have so much passion, and that would be really something. Who, who do you think will finish down the bottom? Yeah, there? the spoon. Yes, the spoon. This is it. That's it. Who comes? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. You, you've got to think that the Dolphins are going to do it pretty tough. I hope they do well. I hope they win win some games this year, but uh, it it's going to be a development. I think they'll be a success in, in the long term. And of course, they have the super coach Wayne Bennett, so you can't 
you can't write them off. And I think over the over the season there'll be a few teams get a bit complacent with them, and and uh, Wayne will sort them out. Well. Prime Minister, we've moved on from your predecessor, um, who had also been on this program. Actually, did you find any sharks paraphernalia around the lodge or something you've had to throw out in garbage <laughs> night or things like that? Did he leave anything behind, an old shark's flag or anything like that that you had to get rid of? No, nah, not, not a thing. Not, not a thing, okay. Not a thing. <laughs> so, and you said South playing sharks the first game. I mean, you could run into uh, he, he could be there. Now, I just want to play you a grab of... Um, our former Prime Minister, on this program and see if you can do a better job. This was Scott Morrison a couple of years ago. Oh, good day, Bossy. And how good's SEN? Now, he said that. Now, he, he, ah. this was the first time he was on. That was our first day that we are on here. This is our first day back on air. Do you think you'd be able to say, well, <laughs> the breakfast show with Vossie and Brady, oh, how good's SEN? I'm not going to use that that precise title because wording because that's kind of associated with him. But I would say, I would say you're listening to SE. Uh, stuff that Radio up. Voice you're listening on. to you're listening to Sen with Bossy and Brandy. That's very good. good. That's good. Here's that is very good. Steady. Yeah, that's good. Dad. That is very what good. About, uh, uh, what now, Albo, I saw you down at the minister, tennis. No, no, Brandy. I want one. Oh, more you've line. got some other one ones. Could right. you say, Brandy, are you serious? Oh, oh come on. Pertinent. Come on. Can we have that from you, Prime Minister? Brandy, are you serious? Yeah, that's good. Yes. That's good yes. again. Yes. Very yes. good. He's um, my sometimes the... tennis partner, though. I've got to be nice nice to him. Well, well, yeah, so, sometimes tennis partner, but but often on the other side of the net. And uh, and I've I've said to the boys, I said Albo is a very good player. Like everyone's interested in how you play tennis, and you are a tennis player. Is there anyone in Parliament that um that you can have a hit with that 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 can hit get the ball over the net? Is there anyone with any sort of talent that you can you know have a hit with? Well, he was on the other side of politics, of course, but John Alexander is a great bloke, and he helped my game enormously. So uh, well, it's now bad. a Labor yeah. seat, but I, I was disappointed that he, he he left the parliament. And, of course, Josh Frydenberg was a very handy junior, and uh, he got, he got knocked out of, of parliament. Uh, he, he went on the US circuit, I think, for a couple of years trying to make it. Uh, as a pro, uh, he was a very handy player. And uh, Peter Carlyle, who's the member for Wills, uh, he has a real crack. He played Mark Philippoussis in the Australian Open Juniors. So there's well, quite a few people well, okay. uh, have, a, have a hit at, at Parliament House. And it's, it's really tough to get exercise when Parliament's on, but quite often we'll have a hit at 6.30 in the morning. So... Uh, it gets a bit cold in, in June in Canberra, though. Let me tell you, there's ice on the court. So there tends to be less takers the colder it gets. Well, this will be the most enjoyable interview you do all day, uh, if not all week. Uh, and we haven't gone anywhere near the P word, politics. We're just talking sport. Prime Minister, thank you so much for affording us your time. Uh, you've come on here on the home of sport. I mean, I don't want you to say, you know, you're listening to SEN, Sydney's home of sport. You could throw to the break. You're listening to SEN, Sydney's home of sport, with Brandy and Vossie. Brilliant elbow. 
You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Football expert James Dodd joined us to discuss all the latest headlines coming out of the EPL after an interesting weekend of results. Uh, Vossie, let's go straight to Premier League because uh, our man James Dodd is on the line. And uh, James, we brought the news to our listeners that uh, Southampton's manager has been punted. That's the eighth this year. Is there, a, is there a job in the world that is, well, more precarious than a football manager in the EPL? <laughs> Good morning, Vossie. Good morning, Brandy. I, honestly, I was looking through the records this morning about managers in the shortest time they've had in charge. Nathan Jones was in charge for 95 days at Southampton. He had nine uh, nine losses from 14 games. Um, I think he, listen, sometimes it works. Sometimes there's a good reason for making the change that early. I mean, Frank DeBoer was one of those, uh, sorry, Ronald DeBoer was one of those. Uh, Crystal Palace, he was there for about what felt like two months in charge and they got rid of him because they just felt the culture wasn't right and, you know, he was having no impact on the training pitch and, and those results were being reflected on, on, the, on the pitch. And I think Nathan Jones, he even said it himself at the weekend. You know, he said for the first time in 360 games or whatever it is he's had as a head coach, he walked straight down the tunnel. He didn't applaud the fans at the weekend because he said, listen, me walking around the ground and clapping the fans for their support after they've been chanting for me to get sacked and, you know, you're getting sacked in the morning, etc. He's not going to do any good. And he said, it's, not, it's on me. I, I just haven't had the desired effect here. So <laughs> I think in terms of some of those Premier League managers, you know, Chelsea managers, for example, Thomas Tuchel won the Champions League not too long ago, then he was punted very soon after. So some clubs have a different approach to, to hiring and firing in their pursuit of success. As for Southampton, I mean, unfortunately, I, I tipped them at the start of the season. I thought they might be in trouble because it comes. there's only so much you can keep selling your best players and trying to reinvest in youth. And sometimes if those youth don't work out to the levels you think they're going to be, then you might be in trouble. And unfortunately for Southampton, I think that's where they find themselves this season. Yeah, uh, four home losses in a row didn't help uh, at the end of that last one. They led 1-0 with a man advantage. So, and the crowd booing at the finish, and you walk up the tunnel, talk about a dramatic end to all of that. So, that's the stat. Uh, will there be any more? Uh, do you want, to, you want to lock in a prediction, James? Will there be any more between now and the end of the season? I tell you what, I think there probably will be maybe one or two more. The, the, the difference now is that we've just had the January transfer window, what, we're midway through Feb now, so the clubs are pretty settled on, on if they've backed their managers in January with, tra- with transfers in order to try and keep them up. I think Everton have just appointed Sean Dyche, so they're not going to sack Sean Dyche again unless it goes terribly wrong there. Maybe Graham Potter at Chelsea, if the results don't keep going their way, that might be one where they look to change change manager there. You know, they've spent a hell of a lot of money, Chelsea, and Graham Potter is a man that has a philosophy, he has a stamp, he wants to put a stamp on his teams and, you know, it hasn't really worked for him so far. So maybe I could see potentially him him being under pressure and, and maybe someone like Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace, if they really start to start to slide down that table towards that relegation zone, clubs do get a bit of an itchy, itchy trigger finger, the, the board of directors, when it comes to seeing their team battling relegation heading into the last couple of months of the season. So my tip would probably be one, maybe two more. Yeah, well, they got beaten by West Ham over the weekend, so not great for Chelsea. West Ham getting themselves sort of not out of relegation zone, but uh, off the bottom three with that win against Chelsea. So, yeah, under some pressure, Graham Potter. Uh, Man City had a win. Man United had a win this morning. Arsenal had a draw against Brentford, and even though they got a game up, gee, they would have loved the three points in that one just to 
just to keep a, a good distance between themselves and Man City. Well, it all it, you're absolutely right, Brandy, and it all adds into the, the picture that is this week because Arsenal had that first up, you know, they played Brentford. They probably feel as though they didn't play at their best Arsenal, but they had a, a, a pretty bad VAR call go their way, which the PGMOL, who are in charge of the referees, all, you know, have come out and said, yep, yeah, we got it wrong. The, the referee, Lee Mason, who was, quite frankly, he was a poor referee, and now he's, you know, not covering himself in glory in the VAR booth. He forgot to draw the lines on the image to show whether the player, Ethan Pinnock, was offside. If he'd drawn the lines, he would have shown he was offside. The goal wouldn't have stood Ivan Tony, and you never know, Arsenal may have gone on to win that game. So they picked up a point at home against Brentford. That then went meant into Manchester City playing Aston Villa at home. Manchester City knew if they won that game, the gap between them and Arsenal would go down to three points. And guess who play each other in midweek at the Emirates Stadium? Arsenal against Manchester City. Top of the table clash. Both teams have got that game in hand over Manchester United, who are third at the moment. So that is shaping as a massive, massive game at the Emirates. Manchester City are seemingly not in the best of form. They're not putting consistent performances together, but they are still winning games. Arsenal had a bit of a blip of late. They've obviously drawn against Brentford, and before that, they lost away at Everton in Sean Dyche's first game in charge. So not the form that Arsenal want going into it. The only crumb of comfort for the Gunners might be, just might be, Erling Haaland, 25 goals this season in the Premier League. He came off at half-time against Aston Villa with a knock. And Pep Guardiola said we're going to have to wait and see how he is ahead of midweek. So that could be a massive, massive boost for Arsenal because they do need it at the moment because you feel as though they're just maybe flagging under the pressure a little bit of, of having an eight-point lead at the top of the Premier League and, and Manchester City breathing down the next. OK, Arsenal, Man City. That's certainly something to look forward to. James, always good to chat, mate. Appreciate your uh, expertise. Thanks, All the best, guys.